0: How do you start your day are you focused energized and tuned in to your higher self or do you wake up anxious unmotivated and already overwhelmed by your giant to-do list welcome to coffee with the universe with laura goldstein where we'll have inspiring and practical conversations around how to reverse daily struggle and show up calm collected and confident instead as a psychotherapist spiritual advisor yoga teacher, and influential speaker, Lore will discuss all things morning routine for increased productivity, mental clarity, greater connection with self, and better decision-making. So grab your favorite cup of joe and come sit down with Lore. Coffee with the Universe starts now. Hello,
1: hello, everybody, and welcome to Coffee with the Universe where we have conversations around how to start your day calm, collected, confident, and connected to your higher self. Before we get started, I want to welcome two people. One is in the background. Um, We have a new producer, Edvin. So welcome, Edvin. You'll hear him pipe in his little nuggets of wisdom every so often. So we welcome you to the show. Hello. And um, also, my guest today, Stephen Lawson, founder of Monk Manual. And I am so excited because I love productivity, but I think sometimes productivity or that sense of having to be, quote, productive, sets us up to be super busy and not very intentional. And I found this planner called the Monk Manual. It's not really a planner. I'm sure uh, Stephen will get more into that. And it's really changed my life. So uh, we're going to dive right in. I do want to remind you this is a live call-in show. So if you do have a question about today's topic or you just want to comment, maybe you're a Monk Manual user and want to say how awesome it is, um, please feel free to do that. The call-in number is one 800 9302819. Nine three zero two eight one nine, And if you're watching on the Transformation Talk Radio Facebook page, please feel free to type in your question or comment in the chat box. Edvin will be monitoring that and will be sharing that information with us. All right, so let's dive in. Um, the monk manual, there's a whole philosophy behind this. And so I'm gonna have Stephen introduce himself cause he'll do a much better job at it, than I will. So go ahead, Stephen, just introduce yourself and, and tell everybody a little bit about who you are and maybe what your philosophy is behind the monk manual.
2: Great, well, first of all, Laura, thank you so much for having me on. I'm really excited for this conversation today. Um, you know, it's, it's difficult for me to speak Uh, concisely around the monk manual because it's one of those things that is so deeply intertwined with my own journey uh that uh it's really kind of um like there's an iceberg underneath it right there's there's a lot um i i I like to think that it's it's almost like a venn diagram where all these different areas of my life kind of converged into this this central piece right so to to um explain the monk manual uh can be a pretty long journey but i to to summarize uh in, when I was a high schooler, actually, I started getting really into this idea that um, uh, it was better to live uh, an examined life than one that wasn't examined, that um, it's better to kind of um, confront some level of deeper truth, even if it makes you feel uncomfortable. And I think that started orienting me um, down a path where I got really into philosophy, really into productivity, psychology, um, spiritual growth in different phases and kind of in different manifestations over different periods of my life. Um, and most recently, uh, probably about five years ago, I was most deeply into the productivity space and and had found myself really uh, highly effective on some level uh, from what you would call, what most people would think of as productivity, right? So I was getting a lot done. Um, and I think I was actually not only working hard, but I I was working fairly smart. But still, what was ending up uh, happening was at the end of the day, I'd often feel a a sense of a lack of peace, right? Like, it was almost like I was uh, living my day like I was on Wall Street, racing through things, trying to um, get all this stuff done. And at the end of the day, because I wasn't really even present for the majority of my day, um, I wasn't really sure of what had happened. I wasn't really sure of what the meaning of all of it was. I just kind of felt empty, right? And What I ended up realizing was that um, when I was encountering a a lot of psychology around meaning and around um, uh, things like positive psychology, I started seeing so much overlap between the best of what I was finding in in productivity circles with uh, what I was finding in, in, in these spaces in psychology, and then what I also found from these more like wisdom teachers from different spiritual traditions, and all that seemed to align around some core kind of orientations towards work and daily life in the world that I I felt most prominently actually was lived out amongst monks, which is, which was kind of fascinating me. I, I'd come in contact with monks in various capacities at, at different times, um, and, and it always struck me that you know one of the one of the benefits of something like a monk is they're so novel to us right like we have we're, we're kind of locked into this way of thinking about life right like there's so much that's already programmed for us the moment we wake up right we're born into a whole culture of best practices around what everything means and something like a, a monk is uh, in some ways they signify something very very different it doesn't make sense to our modern minds of why that would really even be a path that would be a path of fulfillment, right? It's so contrary. And yet it was in that, that I ended up seeing, you know, th- there's a lot that seems to be geared around servicing um, some of our deeper desires as human beings. So um, really uh, from there, I, I, I was really intrigued by this idea of, can you take the, We, I, I really don't believe that we can live the true form of monasticism in the world, right? We can't live Uh, most of us can't live a regimented schedule where every day at 11 o'clock we're doing manual labor or teaching and then we're in meditation and then we live in a very dynamic environment but I did think that we could potentially arrive at some of the same functionality the core the core function of why someone would join a monastery that we could arrive at some of those same things through intentionality through things like reflection preparation um so, so that's, that's what the monk manual itself came out of. It, it is it is called a planner, but it's different than most planners than uh, I think most people will be used to because it's not really about managing tasks or to-dos. It's really meant to be more of like a system of life that you work through that's kind of a, a point of, um, of, of of entry for engaging the lessons of life that might be coming at you every single day. So.
1: Yeah, I agree. I um, I would have called myself and maybe I still do a little bit of a planner junkie just because I love planning. It's like built into my soul. I joke that like I came out of the womb with like highlighters and color coded sticky notes, like Mm -hmm. ready to organize. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've tried a bunch of different planners, journals, some that they're all very spiritual in context. Like some really focus on what are your core values, but like every time I'd be like, ooh, bright, new, shiny one, I'd always come back to the monk manual. And I felt that because we have this false sense of productivity, it's like hustle. I hate that word, hustle, you know, really hustle. And you can, you know, make money and be successful. And that put so much pressure on me that when I didn't have something filled with like 20 to do's, I almost felt like I wasn't good enough. I wasn't successful enough. I wasn't accomplishing what I needed to accomplish. And I think when you talk about like the monks, they're operating from this internal piece. And as a a yoga teacher, I, I try to teach this to my students that when we operate from that place of just peace and, and inner wisdom, it truly is a game changer when it comes to planning your day and executing the tasks of your day. So I, I do think that we have this false sense of accomplishment out there. Um, like the message that society tells us.
2: <laughs> yeah, there, there's, there's a, um, there's a quote and I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but by Kurt Vonnegut, and it goes something along the lines of, um, human human beings are really bad at telling the difference between the good news and the bad news, at least like relative to the moment. Right. Um, and what's, what's interesting is a lot of, a lot of the productivity culture is built off this idea that, um, the, the way you become productive is by increasing action, right? It's, it's hustle, it's action, it's work hard. It's, it's all these things, which, which, which sounds so nice, but it, it we we also know that it, it um, when you when you really look at something or when you zoom out even just a little bit action is not the same as progress right like you can go really really fast in the wrong direction and you are moving fast and you are acting in a very strong way um, but you're not getting any closer to to your actual goal right and and sometimes actually moving closer to that goal takes. You to go a little slower. It actually takes you to go slower so that you see the exit ramp that you have to turn off of so that you don't miss the sign that says there's a cliff right here, right? And then the other piece, and, and, and this is, I, I don't, I'm, I'm generally a very hopeful person, but I get really passionate about this because um, I think it does people a very great disservice, right? Most of us are trying to figure out how to make our lives work, right? People who are listening right now, chances are, they're thinking, my life's working relatively well. I want to make it work better in one way or another, right? And we look to people. We look to people who will model something for us that we can say, hey, I want to follow this, or I want to follow that, or I want, I want something of what this person has. Now, the problem is so many of the people that we post up as kind of like heroes or models for us, especially in the productivity culture, but even more globally than that, it's a very specific model of success, which seems... Um, to correlate with happiness, but I, you know, I've met some very wealthy people, and, in, in, I mean, from a holistic standpoint, their lives are often complete disasters. And I'm not saying that in a judgmental way, but, but, but when you when you when you really see it close up, what you end up realizing is, when you're willing to have tunnel vision and sacrifice everything around a specific niche part of a human experience, it's not really that hard to succeed in that area that doesn't mean that that correlates with, a, with a, a fulfilled, meaningful, full life, right? All it means is that you might look really good. You might look like you've been successful in one area. And um, and I, I just, I want to highlight that because I do think there's a real tragedy on the back end because a lot of times the people we look to as models, we really shouldn't. They really don't deserve our trust as, as models for our life.
1: Well, it's just like in Facebook, you know, anybody can post what they want to make themselves look a certain way or be a certain way. But it's like, yeah, take it all with a grain of salt because you really don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I I think with, too, like when we look at our to-do list and all of, you know, all this action that we're taking, there's so much on our plate that is stuff that we don't even want to do or stuff that doesn't even get us moving in the direction of our goals. We set these goals and I'm totally guilty of that. I have a book that I've been writing for like five years now and it's like, yes, every year, you know, this is going to be my goal. But then when you look at what is actually on my plate, there's nothing on there that's actually working towards that. I'm very acutely aware of that. I remind myself all the time, (laughs) but I, you know, in in general there is this tendency to fill our lives with activities that isn't even our activities you know it's to please somebody else because we think we should because we think we have to and when we plan our day and structure our lives around that seven years goes by and we're like you know damn we're not even closer to to what you know, I'm not even close to what I wanted, wanted to achieve and now seven years has gone by and I feel like having a plan to slow that down just like you say, say it actually makes you more productive and I know it seems so back ass or it's like slow down and do less and you'll be more productive but this has really taught me that that truly is the case
2: yeah, and, I, and I, I think that dynamic plays out on, on two levels. It plays out on, um, on, a, on a macro and kind of more of a micro level. On a macro level, you know, I, I, once, um, I once in a previous role had a project go wrong and my ego was a little bit hurt and uh, I felt like people thought I wasn't a great like project manager. So my reaction, my ego's reaction was to say, I'm going to go and get certified in project management. I started taking like this class. I probably spent 30 hours, legitimately 30 hours on this. And then I ended up realizing 30 hours later that I really did not care about this at all. And actually, I don't even enjoy project management. And it was the stupidest thing to invest in. And I don't know what I was trying to prove. And thank God that I actually ended up realizing that when I did because I saved some time. But that was, that was 30 hours just completely wasted. That felt necessary at the time. Um, but I wasn't really aware of why I was doing it. I, 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 I was kind of just being carried by this current, right? And um, unfortunately, like that can happen um, on big projects. That can happen on even bigger scales, right? Where you get carried by kind of the momentum of whatever it is, trying to prove yourself this or that. But then on the micro level, I once had a mentor who had me go through an incredible process where they asked me to go and, and go through my day and write down everything that I do, Right? I actually went through a whole week. I wrote down everything I did and I didn't know what the end point of this was. Uh, but then at the end, what, what they asked me to do was to answer for every single, for all these different actions. Why, why do I do that? Right. Um, which, which is, it's such a fascinating experience when you go and say, okay, I brush my teeth. Now, why do I do that? Or why am I doing that? Right. Why am I taking a shower in the morning? Why am I doing this and that? And there are some things that you'll end up realizing, man, there's really no, there's really no purpose to doing this. Like I'm doing this because maybe it's out of habit. Maybe, maybe this is what my parents always did. And I'm kind of just kind of, I just feel like this is what you're supposed to do. But then you also realize that some things that you take for granted, that you feel like is almost like a burden, like brushing your teeth or whatever, Um, there actually is something meaningful in that because you're actually trying to serve a greater good, right? We often, we often lose our sense of motivation and purpose when we can't see why what we're doing matters at all, right? And so doing an exercise like that helps you to arrive at, okay, these things actually don't matter. and, And I can try and negotiate, figure out how to take them out or at least reduce the scope. But some of these other things do matter. And I can be getting a lot more meaning and a lot more joy and fulfillment from these than I am currently. So um, but yeah that dynamic uh, certainly plays out um, on so many levels for us and it is counterintuitive but it's 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 this um it's this slowdown to speed up but I would even say that for me I don't even know if it's a slowdown to speed up I, I I really think it's um I'm not really sure where we're trying to go that we're trying to speed up you know what I mean like I would almost rather go slow and try to make the greatest impact I can and be here for the one life that I like am here for you know and and yeah. it just Do it well, so
1: and feel and feel at peace at the end of the day. Yeah,
2: all
1: right. Um, we do need to take a break, but uh, before we we break, uh, you sent something out, and there was just one question to ask that I thought was so brilliant, and it really just kind of sums up what we've been talking about. Um, It says, "What can I invest in?" that will give me the greatest return on my investment. And you're talking about time here. And it's almost like if you ask yourself intentionally that question when you're planning out my day, is this a good investment for the kind of life I want to invest in, is this action related to that? And I think that would just make people so much more aware if they just took that step every day when they're planning out their to-do list. All right, we are gonna have to take a break. Uh, So when we come back, I wanna dive more into The Monk Manual. Remember, this is a live call and show, 1-800-930-2819. If you're watching on Facebook Live and you have a comment or a question, please go ahead and uh, type it in and we will see you after the break.
3: Does your life often feel like an emotional tsunami where rogue waves crash down on you, leaving you feeling hopeless and wondering if it will ever end? Do you wish to awaken the dormant strength inside of you? Imagine what it would be like to turn your pain into purpose. Start today by scheduling a complimentary consultation with Martinet. Dive into your healing journey and begin to see your life in a new light. Visit martinaeemmons.com and make your appointment today.
1: You're driven and it totally shows. Your career is taking off. You're killing it in the mom game. But did your health needs make it on the plate this week? Tune in to the Boss Up Babe radio show, where Carissa Adkins helps babes show up, boss up, and thrive. Every second and fourth Tuesday at 1230 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Become the boss babe you were meant to be. To sign up for one of Carissa's group coaching programs, visit 365dailyhustle.com optimize your breast cancer screening without
4: any radiation or pain effective sensitive and widely used thermal imaging in europe is now available to you here in the u.s. using state-of-the-art fda-approved camera eastside's first and only breast thermography clinic is now open in bellevue safe sensitive low cost no referrals needed contact Holistic Medical Center at 425-451-0404 or on the web drdarvish.com. Tune into Hungry for Answers every first and third Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com with me, Robin Clare. I am a recovery coach, professional, and best-selling author, bringing you eye-opening conversations about addiction and groundbreaking tools for recovery. To learn about me and my offerings, visit clarity.com. That's clare dot com.
3: Have you heard about shifting the collective vibration and consciousness on the planet? Join me, Kimberly Barrett, on the Sharing Love and Light Show every first and third Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern at TransformationTalkRadio.com to explore the depth of vibration and consciousness on our planet and learn how you can shine your love and light. To learn more, visit SharingLoveAndLightShow.com.
4: Hey, everybody, it's me, Psychic Medium Jamie. And me, Spirit Walker Nicole. We are so excited to introduce you to our new live call in show called Shades of Spirit on TransformationTalkRadio.com. As we connect you with your crossed over loved ones, angels, and guides, and also help you develop your own psychic and healing abilities. For more information and to book your own private experience, go to
1: ShadesOfSpirit.com and also follow us on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Hello, and welcome back to Coffee with the Universe. Today, I am talking with Stephen Lawson, founder of Monk Manual, which is kind of like a planner, but it's not really a planner. It's a tool that helps you be much more intentional with what you're doing. and It's really helpful for those um, that are kind of, sometimes we hit this point in want to say like a midlife crisis, a midlife transformation, where we really start to question what we're doing and why, and are we living a purposeful life? Are we doing the things that matter? And in my planner experience, this monk manual is the one that I've always come back to. So before the break, we talked a little bit about how productivity in itself is a little deceiving because there's always this pressure to do more, to be more, get more done. But the trick is really slowing down and being more intentional so that you can feel complete and purposeful, um, at the end of the day. So let's, um, dive in a little bit to the inside of the book now I know that people who are listening can't see and so I'm not really going to do a bunch of screen sharing but Stephen can you talk a little bit about how you've broken up this monk manual to support people in that goal of just being more intentional
2: mm-hmm. yeah absolutely so uh, uh, the first um the first kind of core dynamic that's playing out is what what we call the PAR method, which is this cycle of preparing, acting, and reflecting. Right. So, um, in a lot of ways, uh, our 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 actual experience of life follows this very simple pattern. Right. Whenever you think about growth, um, what happens is you're kind of going through this this process of like you you undertake a you're preparing for an action, undertake an action, you. You get, and then you gain some sort of insight, right? Um, that, when, you, when you lean into all three, the preparing, acting, and reflecting, you you arrive at the highest level of intentionality. You can arrive at some level of growth without preparing. Um, we can't help but act, right? So that's the one piece that's always there. Um, but most productivity tools are going to be based on this model of kind of preparing and then acting. I think one thing that makes the Monk Manual a bit different is this reflection piece, um, but really, I mean, in, in some ways, what it's trying to create is this um, feedback loop, this kind of vi- the yeah, feedback loop of sorts, a flywheel effect in someone's life where you're kind of um, preparing for the day uh, or preparing for the week or the month, living into that. So by actually choosing what's most important upfront, rather than spending your whole day feeling pulled in a thousand different directions, you actually can say, Um, yes to this and no to everything else so that then you can experience a certain level of freedom in the present moment to operate in your most creative capacity and to experience a certain level of presence for whoever you're engaged with at that time Um, but then also on the back end to then be able to reflect back and to see what what really took place in that day week or month so the power methods are really core to the monk manual and then it kind of follows this um, uh, waterfall type approach where the idea is you, you you first start with your month and the month pages are broken into. And, and I'm, you know, I'm going to speak about the month manual, but especially for anyone listening who maybe doesn't feel like they're ready for a planner yet, or you can take these principles and apply them regardless of whether you're using the tool or not. And I really encourage you to. So the idea is on, on a monthly on a, on a monthly basis to say, here's my top priorities, right? And then to let those priorities trickle down. So the the priorities, if you have maybe here's our top five priorities, then when you're making your weekly priorities for the rest of the month have those tie back in, right? So so everything kind of becomes anchored as it flows back up. Your daily priorities come out of your weekly, your weekly come out of your monthly. And that way you can make sure that you're allocating the space necessary for the things that are important rather than urgent. Because often emotionally we get drawn to just dealing with the urgent rather than that which is important. So we have to be really intentional about setting aside, setting aside the, the the space for the important things, the things most important to us, right? Um then on the weekly pages, there's also this component of kind of like a monthly check-in where it's, um, you know, it uh, uh, probably whatever it is, every every year, or, or, yeah, I think it's once a year maybe you go to the doctor for a checkup, right? You don't really go to the doctor every week. That would be excessive, which is why we don't do this checkup, this kind of personal inventory every day. It's not really necessary to go that in depth. But once a month, it is important to see how are you doing, like, in terms of your physical health, in terms of your... Um, uh, how are you feeling about like your relationships, things like that. And there's a few other prompts there too, that are meant to orient you. Uh, there's, there's some stuff around habits, a theme for the month. The weeks are similar, but, but the way we experience what we're trying to really tap into is this concept that we, we engage time in a different way based upon the scope of time. So um, it's, it's, it's no coincidence, for example, that um, it, it's usually when we come upon a year, right? Whether it's our birthday or January, we start thinking about, okay, what are my priorities? Like, is my life really tracking, right? It's like, and that's the amazing power that just the framing of time has for us is we start viewing things on a different scale, right? If, even when we think about how old we are, right? If you could ask someone, how, how old are you? They respond in terms of years. They don't respond in terms of days. But even if they respond in terms of days, like thinking about your life in terms of days actually changes the way you relate to your time pretty dramatically, actually. Um, and so, uh, so, so we're trying to lean into the best what the strengths of all of these different windows of time, and and what you can do by kind of looking at it in those glances. So the weeks are really good for kind of getting this middle ground uh, sense of um, of reorienting around certain goals, priorities, and in your to-dos, and then also to have kind of like these high-level, overarching um, g- growth um, directions for your your life that week and for the relationships in your life. Um, The weeks there's also a pretty heavy reflection component because the weeks are um, really powerful for starting to recognize patterns and trends. Um, They're just big. They're just long enough where you can see enough time passing where you can see certain trends in your life, um, but not too much time that you're forgetting about everything. And then and then the days are really the kind of the bread and butter of the monk manual. That's where you're you're living and breathing pretty much every day, and um, it's it's a real it's a real practice of sorts. I don't use the language that it's a a mindfulness practice or tool. um, Partly because mindfulness is so popular now that I feel like it means a lot of different things to different people, but um, it, it is a practice that helps to root you in the present moment to bring you to a point of clarity and to help orient you towards acting in and through the things that are most important to you. So um, one of the things that I, it, it, this is a small tangent, but I do think it's important that one of the things that kind of lies at the heart of the monk manuals is a pretty strong denial of this st- strict split between like being and doing this idea that um, we have kind of these two selves or ways of interfacing with the world. I, I don't think that mindfulness or meditation or being or this idea of being isn't something we do kind of as, an, um, as a correlating practice from all this doing. I think that The goal is to fully do, like to really do our our most important work, our most important life tasks. And that's not always projects. That might be our relationships. That might be whatever it is um, that's different for every person, but to also fully be, right? And and you don't have to go to Bali to a retreat center to do that. Um, You can practice, like our whole life is our field of practice, right? Like everything is the material for us to be and do. And so it's just being conscious of that and choosing it. So that's 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 in a nutshell, the framework for the monk manual.
1: I feel like it flows really nicely. And I, I, I love reading comments in your Facebook group because some of them make me chuckle. And, and once in a while, someone will be like, oh, we keep repeating the same things through the month and the week and the day. And I'm like, That's the point is to be consistent with that. And Edvin will tell you how I like consistency because I'm like, no, the same song and all of my little tips and blurbs play me the same song consistency. It's through that, that we become very aware of our actions because before I would fill out like the monthly section of you know, any planner or whatever, if it had a monthly section. And I'd have like, oh, this is what I want to accomplish in the month. But then at the end of the month, when I actually looked at my my daily to-dos, none of it really had anything to do with what I wanted to accomplish for the month. It was just like, whatever came my way, I would just start on that. And pretty soon I'd be changing direction. And I feel like the monk manual allows me to you know be general in the month what do i want to prepare for but then the week it's like okay let me reflect back to this and look at my priority list items um and then you know my dailies again what are those priority list items which then refers me back to the weeklies which refers me back to the monthly and i can see how people who are used to just kind of going, 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 see this as, well, we're just rewriting the same thing. But let me tell you, I've gotten more done by rewriting and just kind of following the system than when I just just piled random stuff on my plate because it was what was thrown at me.
2: Yeah. You know, there, there's, um, I really believe that um, how do I say this? I believe that we, uh, we lie to ourselves all the time, right? Intentionally or unintentionally, we, we often lie to ourselves. And um, on the flip side of this productivity being a whole badge of honor uh, within our culture, um, the other side of that is often um, there's a lot of shame that's carried for people around their work, how they handle their work. How effective they feel they are with their time Are they're getting things done? And one of the things that's really interesting is I, I brought up once in the Facebook group around time tracking. And I just asked people, have, has anyone ever tracked all their time? And there were a number of people who said I haven't, and they were really honest. And they said, the reason why is because like, I'm very afraid to see like how I actually spend my time. And, mm-hmm. and I'm so in some ways like that's, that's such a courageous thing to actually own that. Um, but there, there, there is some truth to sometimes um, what can seem like a waste of time where maybe you're repeating things or this or that. What that really is doing is it's creating a level of accountability and honesty or at least transparency, right? And even if that ends up bringing up, I think a lot of people don't want to do that really because it can bring up feelings of shame, it's rare that it's rare to me that when someone says I don't want to go and do that the reflection piece is just it's a waste of time when someone says that I can almost guarantee that they're not very productive but, <laughs> not not to sound like judgmental but like it, it does correlate right it in and, and, and so so there's this piece where um, when when I when um, when when someone is willing to go and do that work and is willing to um, to to drive that accountability, yes, it does feel like slowing down. But I think the real issue is it's it's it can be scary when, there, especially if there's kind of any sort of lurking shame, to go and see these things. But even that is actually one of the greatest benefits I think of a tool like the Monk Manual, or of any time you come face to face with some level of reality. Is um, those negative feelings that end up getting brought up the only way you actually get to resolve them is for them to come up, right? For them to see, for you to see, okay, I have a lot of shame around how I use time and to have to maybe even sit in that a little bit and work through it. Cause that's always there. It's just usually laden, right? And it's, and it's making you avoid all this stuff that you're totally unconscious to. Um, so yeah, I, I just think anything, any practice, and this goes beyond productivity, but any practice that brings us closer with honesty and like truth, reality itself is always one of the best things we can do, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But it's also very, very scary. Like those are the things that I know because I experienced it as well are the things that you don't want to look at, right? Like (laughs) we're like programmed to not look at those things. So-
1: Oh, sure. Like even emotions, a lot of the uh, work that I do in terms of the more um, coaching and counseling piece is that whole, I don't want to acknowledge my emotions. I don't want to acknowledge what I'm like stuffing on the inside- Mm. Um, because I'm afraid of of what that will feel like or what that will mean. So yeah, I mean, just to do, to do, if anything, maybe from this conversation, it's do an inventory of your your time, what you're doing and track that and just see what comes up and not to have judgment on yourself, not to try as hard as you can to not, you know, have the shame around it, but Ultimately, when you can do that, then you are aware, and in your now you can do something about it because you have that that sense of awareness.
2: Um, yeah, so. and, and Lord, one one other thing I'd love to like just add on that with the time tracking. There's a woman I know through the Monk Manual who ended up tracking their time, and they were feeling this this stress around it, um, and and it was through doing it that they actually ended up coming out to the other side where they ended up realizing that they were being way too hard on themselves because they were a stay-at-home mom. And there was so much time required that they were not accounting for, for just being a mother. So it's not always like you're coming face-to-face with something that you need to be doing more of. It might just be giving yourself more allowances to realize the state in life I'm in right now, I'm not being realistic. So,
1: Why so fast, we uh, need to take a break. But before you go, Stephen can you please uh tell people where if they want to learn more about the monk manual where they can do that i don't know like if you have like a newsletter or where do you want them to go what do you want them to do
2: yeah absolutely so so the best place to go is monkmanual.com but you can also go to first.monkmanual.com and download the daily pages for free so if you want to try out the pages you can do that there Um, But just check out the website, and and it might give you some ideas for inspiration, whether you decide to use it or not. Um, But thank you so much for for having me on here.
1: Thank you so much for joining us. I love your product here. Thank you so much for having the inspiration and and doing the research to to create this, because it really um, has um, been been kind of a lifesaver for me in terms of um, feeling peaceful at the end of the day. So thank you so much. Um, And go check them out, monkmanual.com, download the free pages, play with it, they're awesome. We're gonna take a break, I will see you after.
4: Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack and yes, our office is open and we are doing strictly phone consultations. If you would like to call and get tuned up, it's perfect time with everything that's going on and things aren't calming down. The phone and give us a call. It's quick and easy and it's fun. If you'd like more information on it, you can look at MaryJaneMack.com or call our office at 888 777 4232.
3: Imagine what it would be like to turn your pain into purpose. Tune in to Transformation with Martine every second and fourth Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Martinet and her guests are here shining their lights today through empowering stories of hardship and transformation. Begin to see your life in a new light. Visit MartinetEmmons.com and tune in every second and fourth Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific to Transformation with Martinet. Life can be demanding, but sometimes our wheels are spinning and we're too focused on making them turn to notice we're stuck in the mud. Tune into The Pause with me, Ellen Wyoming Deloy, every second and fourth Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific on Transformation Talk Radio. Learn how to stop, reflect, and start moving forward with intention. And if you're really looking to jumpstart your personal development, schedule a free coaching consultation with me at EllenWyomingDeloy.com.
0: Hey there, I'm Ricky Schwartz from My Turn Life Coaching, Reclaim Your Life. How do you know if you're living your life and not someone else's? Here's one way to find out. First, list out your top five core values. For example, mine are empathy, excellence, passion, service, and core values. Then put those core values into short first-person core value statements. In my case, one, empathy powers my relationships. Two, excellence is the goal in all things I do. Three, passion fuels my perseverance. Four, My value is measured by my service to others. And five, core values drive all of my life decisions. Now ask yourself, am I using my core value statements to drive my personal and professional decisions? Maybe not. Maybe you've never even considered doing so. And that's where life coaching begins. Go to MyTurnLifeCoaching.com and let's put your personal core values into your driver's seat.
4: Tune into Hungry for Answers every first and third Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com with me, Robin Clare. I am a recovery coach, professional, and best-selling author, bringing you eye-opening conversations about addiction and groundbreaking tools for recovery. To learn about me and my offerings, visit Clarity.com. That's Clare, C-L-A-R-E-I-T-Y.com.
1: Welcome back to Coffee with the Universe where we talk all things, how to start your day calm, collected, confident, and connected to your higher self. So that's what we've been talking about in this show is that sense of like being busy, 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 but feeling like unfulfilled and unaccomplished. It's like, how can I be so busy and, and hustle, yet it's not doing anything for me. I, I, I still don't feel like I've done anything. It's like I'm busy, but I'm not. And we had uh, Stephen Lawson on the show, the founder of Monk Manual. And I just want to talk a little bit about this book and, and why I kept coming back to it. And I, And I've said that this book has really helped me feel peaceful at the end of the day and this is because i i really come from a place of a lot of anxiety that was a little bit of my journey and i do believe it has a lot to do i'm a libra i am an air sign and us libras are always in our head there is a lot of mental chatter going on a lot of talking and it's really easy for me to get caught up in my my thoughts, the chatter, what other people say, just the, the constant noise in my head. And it created a. And partly too, I wasn't making decisions that were really who I was and what I wanted. It was, it was giving me a lot of anxiety. I remember sitting on my yoga mat. One day and and thinking like, oh, my gosh, is this what an existential crisis feels like because I had so much anxiety and I felt like no matter what I did, I I didn't have a sense of purpose and I wasn't being fulfilled in my day. And I would jump from planner to planner. Strategy will help me. Well, maybe this will be the answer. But it wasn't until I found the monk manual that it slowed me down enough to start to pay to what I was doing and why. And I really think that's the key to being more productive. It's thinking about look at what's on my schedule for the day and does this align to my values because that's really important and does it align to my values is it going to get me to where i want to go and is it balanced is there some semblance of equanimity between like my relationships, fostering relationship growth, doing work-related stuff, personal care, tending to your finances. A lot of times, we think productivity has to do with work and career. And especially, like myself, if you're self-employed, our life is is almost our work because it's fun. You know, our work is a natural extension of who we are. So it's really easy to have a whole to-do list of just work-related tasks and not take time out for self-care. And what caught my attention with this was the premise of monks because when you think about a monk you're like, "Oh my gosh, they must live like a really boring life because, you know, they wake up early, they meditate, they chant, then they have, you know, studies." And here I am like talking as if I'm a monk. And I know like what a monk's life is like, and I don't, but just from reading, it's almost like it's very routine and monotonous, but they've, they have a system that works well for their life. Why they seem like based on just what we know from the surface level, it may seem like they don't get a lot done. I think what what Stephen was saying in one of his um, blog posts is like, they're one of the most productive people out there. They get way more done than most of us do. And it's, it's because they're focused and focused on creating balance that's going to support their purpose in the world. And so when I am working in my monk manual it's always in the morning that's kind of like the premise of the show coffee with the universe um if you've been watching this for a while you know that i have a morning routine and i do have a course called morning magic that helps people create a morning routine but it's within this morning routine that i am working in my monk manual but i'm also doing some of those things that relate to self care, like, for example, the meditation piece in the mornings, I'm doing some yoga stretching, and I always do some meditation. And that mentally prepares me to sit down and really look at my daily tasks from, I guess, a a place of non judgment and say, Okay, look at what I want to accomplish this month is what I have planned for today going to support that. Is it going to foster growth in this particular area? Is it my goal? And I ask myself these questions every single day, even though I've been using this planner slash journal for quite some time, I ask myself that if I don't, then I find myself getting sucked down the rabbit hole of other people's agendas. And if you have a spouse, you know what that can be like. If you have kids, um, I don't, but if you have kids, you super know what that's like. Pretty soon your whole day is revolving around their needs and what has to happen for them. So when you give yourself that time in the morning, and some people do this the night before, that's totally fine. I mean, it's really a personal preference, but it allows you to just, really say hey you know what these are the top things on my list and if i get these things done i will feel accomplished and the manual here only gives you i mean you have like some lines for to do's but you have three spaces for uh like your three priorities and i used to fill it up with work related tasks but now actually i don't I create balance through that, and sometimes one of my priorities is just to take a walk because I know that I have a lot of they packed in terms of meetings and appointments, so I know that just by taking a walk, I'm going to ground myself, I'm going to clear my head, I'm going to be energized the rest of the day. And that's just as important as knocking off something that might be work-related that I feel like, oh, if I do this, um, maybe, you know, we'll bring in more income or stuff like that. So if you are someone that tends to be highly anxious and you have a planning system, isn't really working for you. I strongly recommend that you check out the monk manual and it's it's kind of nice because it is a balance between structured but also there's space for you're a, a bullet journal person you can do some bullet journal for like the weekly layout let me see I don't know if it's on the month let me check not so much oh yeah on the the monthly layout the Wii layout and the daily layout all have space with like dot dot. Grid. You can put whatever you want or customize it out in that dot grid area. I put my week at a glance, so I make like a little chart with my Monday through Friday, um, so that I can just kind of look at that and see all the appointments. Yeah, so. That is for you, but then there is room to do a little free flow journaling if you want to do that. you check it out. If you would like some support in setting up a morning routine for yourself so that you aren't anxious throughout the day, so that you aren't just constantly reacting to the things that are thrown at you, do check out my little course. It's called Morning Magic. It's not long, the video is short. A lot of good information in there to help you set up for greater productivity. When I say productivity, I mean purposeful productivity, getting the things done that matters. And I do talk about the monk manual in the morning magic course. I also talk about other planners, journal systems, because I know not everybody's going to resonate to this. Um, So there are a lot of other options out there that help you do something similar, or at least just be more mindful of where your time is going. So if you need support with that, please check it out. You can get that at cwtu.net slash morning magic. And it's Just a course to help you start your day, less anxious and on edge and more calm collected. We talk about meditation, connecting to your higher self. So it's a really good course for that. All right, we are coming to the end of the show. Thanks for joining me today. Um, I just wanna wrap up by saying that there is a difference between being busy and hustling, my least favorite word, and being on purpose. That sense of I have to be busy, I have to hustle, just that word creates a feeling and energy of stress and anxiety and unfulfillment, despite how much action is taken. The other avenue, being on purpose, helps you to separate. What is important? What is it? Is my time best invested here? Is it best invested someplace else? And this helps you be more intentional. And this actually creates greater freedom, joy, and increases productivity, even though if it seems like slowing down doesn't. It works. It really does. All right. Uh, Thanks for listening to this episode of Coffee with the Universe. I will see you next time. I'm here on Transformation Talk Radio every third Tuesday of the month at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining me for Coffee with the Universe. Make sure to tune in next time as I continue to share tips and tricks to help you stop waking up anxious, uninspired, and energetically drained in the morning and feel calm, connected to your higher self and confident instead. If you would like more information on my Morning Magic course, please visit www.cwtu.net slash